I had to reject mum last weekend because <laughs> I wanted to go to the farm, but I wanted to go to relax yeah. and like sloth about in nature. And she invited old family friends over and I was like, you haven't invited them just because I'm there, have you? Oh. And she was like, no, I said you might make an appearance. And I was like, good, because I don't want to come anymore. Because <laughs> there'll be other people around. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to come to relax, not to perform. <laughs> Talking with Zoe Price. Hi, Zoe. Hello. Last time we spoke, we were both racked with COVID. It was horrible. And I mean, it was fun. It was, it was fun, fun to do the podcast mid COVID. But now, if I ever go back and listen, I can I can find the COVID pods because I think I did four in a week. Oh my and god! They're, and they're all a bit. Rough. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> sound funny. I'm fine. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, slightly underwater. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of. And I recorded one the night before. I was positive and Ooh. immediately went back and listened to that and was like, oh, Did yeah. Did you sound sick? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I sounded. By the end of it, like certainly by yeah. the end of it, you're like, it's all in the, in the sinus s- cavity. Snoz. Yeah. The schnoz berries. <laughs> now, well, let's, let's do some promotion, shall oh, we? Oh, shall we? Yeah. Okay, I've not done this before. No, it's always awkward and I hate don't it. Don't like it. No, I don't either. You've got your own podcast. Obviously, you've inspired us. Yes. Me. Uh, I I was non-consensually drawn into doing a podcast with my best friend, and I it's I suspect what's happened is because we're doing it and now I'm now very competitive about it, right? And I want to buy a mix board and right, you know, learn everything there is about producing, yeah, because uh, I can't do things by halves. I was given uh, someone when they found out I did podcasts went to the uh, book fair and bought a podcasting for dummies book to give me not about it and it was somehow like written in 2011 and they they gave it to me maybe seven years after that okay and so a lot of the technical stuff irrelevant it was like this program doesn't exist that doesn't exist that's so people laugh at us (laughs) because i will promote the podcast in a minute but they laugh at us because we use GarageBand to make it right 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 but apparently that's quite good for what's, podcasting. What's wrong, what's wrong with using GarageBand? I don't know. I, I, think, use, I just use Audacity. It's straightforward. It's and, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people... I think because GarageBand is associated with being about 12 and thinking you're a musician. <laughs> yeah, right, you right, overlay right. the like, gonna, piano. I and put a beat beats. over it. Yep, yeah. And it's slightly offbeat. Yes. Yeah, it never quite fits. Yep. And you're like, yes, I'm a genius. <laughs> Here's my song. Yes. Do you Have, have you had students... We will promote. We will them. promote. But have you had students play you their music? I, every now and then, I, we, I get students Thank- who are like I make my own music, and then thankfully, no, no, no. I I have a, a an assignment coming up with the Year Ten class where mm. they have to do a like a mashup or a mm. postmodern text where they smash things Sick. together. Love that. And this pastiche. boy, yeah, pastiche is making. Uh, he said he's made a song and it goes for twenty four minutes. Oh no, <laughs> too long. And I said, why did it, didn't you ask me how long it should go for? And I said, look up the average length of a song on Spotify. Yeah. And do, and that's your minimum. And he was like, okay, but he took that as, well, minimum is, so it's. So three, I'm going to do. Three minutes, 17 seconds. So I'll do 24 I'll minutes. I'll do 24. No, why do they do this? I don't know. And he said, do you want me to play you the entire, like send you the entire thing? And I was like, no. No. Actually, yes, but please 
Select. Clip out the best four yes. minutes you want me to listen to. And I will listen to the 24 minutes when I'm riding my bike or going somewhere else. Sure you will. Where I will. No, I will. I wouldn't. Unless it's horrid. I would not. Um, but yeah, when students... I'm still too traumatised by men trying to play you music <laughs> in a romantic sense. So I'm not... I'm just not having it. I'm not tolerating so, it. Uh, I immediately thought, have I done that? And I probably have, but probably. I don't have time to trawl through those traumatic memories. But the idea of playing a song and then watching no. you as you react Disgusting. to the song. Disgusting. Hate All it. Right. Also, when they think they're a DJ, so most of the time they've taken decent music and made it worse and they want you to react to that. Oh. No. Why? It's, we're having a coffee date. Why is there a beat drop? What so do you expect a, me to do? At a coffee date, they've said listen to this yeah. music here's my sound cloud wow. <laughs> yes and All you have to right. pretend to be impressed anyway i do have a podcast with my best friend we haven't named it yet Name no it. it's called report back <laughs> uh we thought about lots of different names and we just decided that was the premise that we're going to do things do do friendly normal yeah. average everyday things and then meet and discuss them and report yes. back on them and that's what we do and who's your friend? Tom. My and, friend is Tom. And how long have you been friends with Tom? Oh, so I don't have a living memory of time before Tom. Right, of course. So That's I would say time. we're going to go for about three. Yeah, right. Preschool. So was it through preschool or was it? Yeah, so we both lived in the same town. It's beautiful. There's, there was one preschool yeah. and one kid zone, which was sort of family daycare gotcha. type thing. Yeah. I'd been at kid zone. Um, I'd had a couple of incidents at kid's own where someone bit me. I was going to say, I bet you they bit you. Someone bit me in the forehead. But what my parents were particularly annoyed about was they did it twice. So I let them come back for a second go Uh and they just thought I was too nice. The victim blaming. Yes. They thought I was too nice. I should have known and shoved them off the second time. Um, but wow. I, and then a kid, like zombie attack. I know, and then a kid with an intellectual disability really attached themselves to me. And so no one else would play with right. me gotcha. because I was not going to rebuff this kid. Right. And so I ended up a bit isolated and I just went home and I said, I'm not going back to kid zone. It's for babies. <laughs> Great. And then I started, this is, I was two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then I started preschool <laughs> Yeah. and Tom was there. Right. Yes. And you've been friends ever since. It's funny, you told me yesterday that when you were in year, at the end of year eight, start of year nine, you did something similar. I did pretty much the same thing. I'm not going back to school. I mulled on it a little while and I just, two weeks, I think, before the start of term one, year nine went, I actually won't be returning to my current high school. Please please make alternate arrangements. Uh, I would like to go here. (laughs) I mean, that is an excellent business strategy. Yes. I'm hoping you like exited. Like yes. this is happening. All right, make it happen. Yes, but see you later. Tom was very distraught because it was an abrupt right. change of plan. So you were at. I, I, I've listened to your podcast yes. and I love it. And, and we'll get into the dynamics of your friendship. Yes, but I'm, I'm a little confused. You, so when you changed schools, were you at the same school as Tom was? And so then we, you yeah. changed. Right. So we did preschool primary school right. year seven and eight yep. together and then in year nine you get to have electives yeah and we had made our chosen our electives so we were in the same classes yeah and then we'd turned our timetable into a harry potter timetable so we'd made science this is amazing yes potions okay and we'd made drama defense against the dark arts oh and we'd made pe quidditch and yep. written our timetable out like that 
So it was sort of in code uh-huh. that no one else understood. And then yeah. on the first day of year nine, the bus stopped at my stop and I never got on. So he didn't know. I don't remember. I'll have to check with him okay. whether I... I think he must have known, but school didn't really know. Right. And so they kept calling my name on the roll at, in divination and in potions. <laughs> divination, yeah. And okay. in Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yep, and yep, I wasn't yep. there and he had uh, the timetable. Oh, yeah. And it was all very sad and tragic. And he doesn't cope with change that well, I would imagine. Um, I think I think it was the circumstances of my leaving. He somehow felt guilt and blame, like he should have done more to make me happier at my current right, school. Right, right. And so he really took it on board that it, he was at fault for my leaving. Right. And he wrote me letters to that effect. And which how I did, still have. How did you respond? Oh, you should read them. Well, you I should was, read them on the podcast. That's so back. no, because <laughs> he has the ones I wrote. Yeah. And so I, if I open up his, right, 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 then the reverse could, will be it's true. It's mutually assured destruction. <laughs> that he, is true. Nobody should be reading letters. Yeah, I was always going age. to go to boarding school. So what happened was that I went earlier than planned. Yeah. So it was right, right, right. Always a transition we were going to have to make. But right. So when were you always going to boarding school? Like what age were you? I was going to go in year 10 and I ended up going at the start of year 9. Right. So why, why was that the case? Why were you going to go in year 10? Because, I think because I'm a golden only child. Yeah. And it was going to be good for me. Right. Basically, developmentally. It, I think my dad liked the notion of effectively buying you know, class privilege a little bit. Right, yeah. He thought it was, you should learn to play tennis in case someone important ever asks you to, for a game of tennis, things like that. Wow. Um, he knew how the world worked in that way. Yeah. And that's effectively true. I run into people, random people in random places. The first Aboriginal woman magistrate, and she go, finds out I went to the school I went to right, and suddenly right. treats you different, speaks to you differently and is very impressed. Right. And so there's, there was an element of that. But there was an element of... Um, it was going to be a better educational experience where it was, where I would be challenged more, I which I was. That, yeah. um, and I would have access to more opportunities than I could have on the farm yeah. in terms of extracurriculars and things like that that just couldn't feasibly be done with yeah. the driving on the farm. But also I learned to cohabit. Learned to, oh, right. Which was important for with, an only child. With a group of people. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah. something... For an only child. Yes. So the transition to university, to college life, was really easy. Right, right, right. I was like, I've got this in the bag. Did you live on campus? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's one thing, which is one of those stupid things where you think, oh, maybe I, like, I should have lived on campus for a while. I go, no, I don't want to live on campus. But, like, it's one experience of university that... Yeah. When I visited friends, it was like, that was one pleasant... I would recommend it if you are... Going to university in a town you're not from. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a much easier way to make connections with people. Yeah. There's always something happening. And if you want to leave the college, you just form your share house with the people you know are decent and that you can live with. And I think that's easy. Yeah. Because we just went straight to a share house. We just went straight from... But we only lived like an hour from... Like you said, it wasn't like we're living... Who you were going with, that's fine. That makes it easier. Yes. Right. So... Getting back to the podcast, yeah, uh, or just getting back to yours and Tom's friendship because yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yes, it's very entertaining, and you're very—I um, uh, don't know. 
self-aware self about the friendship. You yes. like to discuss Yes. It's very friendship. important to us. Yeah. Yeah. You like to discuss how things work in your friendship and take stock we do. of we that friendship. So I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to know um, the, the, my, the best thing that I've listened to you discuss oh, gosh. was talking about how you need two friends, one who supports every, <laughs> every in caps, yes. every decision that yeah. you make yeah. and one who says, don't being, be a dickhead. Yeah. That is, what are you doing? That's a terrible idea. That's a idea. terrible idea. Yes. So uh, do, is that changeable? Are you? Oh, yeah. I think that's changeable depending on context. Yeah. Um, but I, I, will t- I will tell him when something's a terrible idea, but usually he already knows that anyway. Right, right, right. And he just need he knows he needs to hear it from someone else. Right. And he needs to get the kind of idea out into the universe. Mm-hmm. If I hold it inside, maybe I'll do it. Yes. But if I verbalize it and just confirm that it's the wrong course of action, yeah, it's kind of dealt with and it's done and it's closed. So I'm quite good at doing that. Um, but I think his his sister probably fulfills the no, that's dumb, don't do that role. Big sister. <laughs> much better than I do. Yeah, yeah. We we tend to go for supportive. But sis, like r- relative is different to friend, right? Yeah. That's probably the difference there. But I mean that never occurred to me yeah. because I was never the friend who would be like, yeah, the unconditional support never. friend. Never. I never understood it. I never understood it. I never liked when other people where I'd be in a group yes. where someone was telling you their horrible idea. And all their friends are like, absolutely, yeah, you yeah, should do that. Definitely, egg his house. Go, go to him at his 100%. workplace. Yes, you go. Hundred percent harass go, her. Con- confront him. Yeah. At his workplace, and I yes. think you should really escalate things. Yes. What could go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Challenge him. Mm. Uh, or, or definitely her. give him an ultimatum, yeah. and he will marry you. That's fine. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you should. Yeah, yes. You should confess um, that that you are angry at them mm. for things that they've done in a dream. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and explain how it is kind of their fault that they, like I've been in those conversations where the friends are like, yes. And you're aggravated that people are encouraging it. And I just, it bounces around and then. But do you then say, no, that's a terrible idea? Yeah, I'd say that's a what terrible What happens idea. then? They d- do whatever they're going to do. You know, like sometimes yeah. you ask people, I mean, what you tend to happen, I've done it myself is, I need some advice. And yes. then I ask for your advice and you tell me the right thing to do. I don't, I don't actually want to do that. Yes. Let me go and find someone else who will yeah. go, yeah, you should do that. Oh, yeah, okay, good. You've given me permission, that kind mm. of thing. So sometimes mm. it's that, yeah. I think a lot of the time it's permission seeking. Yeah. Sometimes I find the other thing I find is people, when they're tossing up between two things and there's <laughs> there's an answer they want you to say. Yeah. And so I always just say instead... Yeah. Flip a coin, and if you're disappointed yes. with the result you get, yeah, do the other one. That's yeah, that's the uh, the idea of yeah. You flip a coin with the decisions, yeah. and you don't even look at the coin because you already know what you want it yeah. to say. But if I if I give you the answer and you're disappointed with it, then do the other thing. You're just using me as your coin. <laughs> just, so just flip the coin. It's yeah. fine. Um, and that I have. There's been a few occasions where I've been the the brutally honest friend. Yeah, and it hasn't gone down well in the moment. <laughs> but I only do it when I'm certain the friendship will is strong enough that they know the brutal honesty is necessary. Yeah, exactly. And the the situation that comes to mind is a friend who uh, had a had a boyfriend, 
had come off the pill and not told him. Right. And was just chancing it. And I just said to her, are you hoping to baby trap him? Yeah. Because if you, what you want from him is a commitment, this is not the way to do it. <laughs> and she was so mad in the moment. How, could, how dare I accuse yeah. her of that? And like, what an outrageous suggestion. And, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and then she reflected on it for about 48 hours. Yeah. And I just said, well, why haven't you told him you're not on the pill then? Because you're not giving him the opportunity to make a different decision. Yeah. You're taking a risk that he, you know you're taking, that he doesn't know he's taking. That's right. And I don't think that's fair. Mm. And women do do this. They baby trap people. They do. Yeah. Not often. I would counter that with, I would suggest a lot of men, especially young men, leave that up to the woman. Like, if you ask a lot of young men what contraception... They just assume. They go, oh, I, I, I don't, like, is she on the pill? Oh, I guess so. I think they just, never... they baseline assume you are. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she was, and then I, I said, well, why haven't, well, tell him then. Yeah. And she, she did basically realize I was right and that what she wanted was a commitment. Yeah. And they had the conversation. She went back on the pill or whatever. Um, but but yeah, in the moment, I was like, maybe I've ruined this friendship. Right. Yeah. And that's a horrible feeling. So I don't like to take that risk. But it is, it is that sometimes the confrontational yeah. aspect. I don't know. I, I'm probably, especially when I was younger, I was certainly the annoying friend who thought the most important thing was just to be like honest all the mm, time mm. and truthful mm. and that is way more important than mm. your feelings but it's not it's not no it's also if it's not helpful it's like you can tell you so that's a noble thing yes. to like oh no i'm just going to be always direct yes. and honest and truthful but that's not that's about me that's not about that it's also not a thing like it's just it's still just your opinion that's right it's not yeah. really objective and truthful yeah no that's right so, yeah. But I just, I do, I have those horrible sinking feelings in those moments. Occasionally, Tom starts a conversation with, I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> and do, and here's a question. Does that phrase, like, exhilarate you? No, it incites or... dread. I'm like, I have, I'm so oh, worried okay. I've actually hurt you. Right. I'm so worried I've done something unknowingly that has hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then it will be, we need to talk about the camera angles you use when you film me for the podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. So I mean you fi- I mean you're filming the podcast as well. Yeah, so we are <laughs> filming the podcast as well just for just for the Insta. Wow. Cuz there are lots of people who don't listen to podcasts like me mm-hmm. who enjoy the tidbits. Um, right. And so I want them to have some kind of engagement. So how do you So you don't listen to podcasts? Not does, really. T- does Tom listen to podcasts? Yes. Okay. Cuz I was going to say what is it modeled on like Yes, he listens to podcasts. I have listened to snippets of them for research purposes. Right, right, right. I've never really been hooked by any of them. Yeah. I read the transcripts of them. Really? Yeah. You read transcripts of podcasts? Yes, so if people want me to listen to a podcast because they think it has something interesting that I'd be interested in, I immediately look up if there's a transcript. And if there is, I read it in about six minutes and then I get back to them. Right. Because the purpose for me of the podcast is engaging with the other person about the content of the podcast. I got you. Yes. Not in having a parasocial relationship with the podcaster. Huh. So I only need enough to engage with the friend. So then you can just yeah. talk about it. Do you find that with like like other art? Is that what you use, what you prefer art to be? Mm. No, not really. I think... Um, I don't really think of podcasts as art, to be honest. No, no. What I mean is, like, do you watch... Do you have the same ideas about movies? Do you like... 
watching movies to discuss with others or okay not so much no. i'll just be like cool i'll never watch that <laughs> i do that to connor a lot yeah you're like oh yeah i watched this movie and you're like no nah, really. um, i won't watch that yeah i probably won't watch that yeah. yeah he keeps swinging though He's, hell yeah. yeah but when he hits on one that i'm like i will watch that yeah, yeah. i do report back to him yeah often i kind of live commentate as i watch it which yeah. i think he quite enjoys he That's... really enjoyed that for interview with a vampire oh wow are yeah. oh, the series no the i haven't seen the series but you watched the, the movie? movie and i oh sort of God. live commented on what, was, what was your take i taught that last year um it was basically like to. He promised me lots of bodice ripping, and so it was me going, "Where's oh, the bodice ripping?" Right. Oh, There's found a, it! Right, yes, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is rather chase. Oh, oh, right, Tom Cruise. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I loved it. I thought it was so good. That was a, a very strange experience. To I watched that in the cinema. Mm. I must have been sixteen. I went with a group of friends, mm. who I'm guessing was a lot. A random selection of friends of just who is available. Mm. Back in the day, when someone would get an idea and go, we're going to see this movie today. And you all go. just ring everyone. And then whoever showed up, you were there. Yeah. And we all had a great time. Lovely. And then we were, however many months later, at someone's house. And they said, let's watch it again. And we all went, this is boring. Mm. It's very strange. Interesting. Yeah. But is I guess, in that completely different context. But... um, yeah, it's certainly it's certainly a, a, a lot of candles mm. and bodices. Yes, it was a mood. It was a really good rainy one glass of wine yeah. Friday movie. Yeah, yeah. Connor's yeah. quite good at that. If I tell him the vibe I want, right, he's good at matching. You he with will the vibe. match the movie. Yeah, that's he needs. That's a service. That is such a service. Yeah. Yes. It's not like what should I watch next or no anything like that. If you give him a this is the mood I'm yeah. in. But sometimes he's a little bit like a Netflix algorithm. He'll be like, since you enjoyed this, you might also like. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, I'm too much. <laughs> Just tell me one thing to Just watch. One thing. <laughs> one thing. But his, I find he's good at matching the vibe and his reviews are usually pretty apt. Right. So if he's given the gist of something. Yeah. And it's made me interested. Usually that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'll certainly, I'm going to talk to him about movies good on this podcast excellent it'll be a very easy conversation yes. uh and i'm going to annoy him by just saying that's how i'm starting i'm going to say what are your fa- five favorite no, movies don't do that to him. live in the moment and uh, just watch his watch him I, freak out you should ask him for his list of i expect him to pace <laughs> ask him for his list of pride and prejudice adaptions that are yes. nothing like the text right like with nothing to do with and pride aliens and and yes ranked <laughs> From yeah, best to worst. Wow. Yes. That's the best list. All right. The more obscure the list, the better, I think. All right. That'll, that'll be on the list. I'll have to prep him for that. And you can yeah. bring his list in with him. Because occasionally I have to be like, so I enjoyed this. Don't make me a list of things that I would also enjoy. I didn't enjoy it that much. Right. That, yes. I, that I need a list ranked or sort of ordered by time period or director yeah. of things to invest. <sighs> I don't know where he finds the time. No, it's the investment. I think he. I think that's how he manages his time. Is yeah. around movies. Yeah. Like I've got a Where window. Where can I fit it? I've got a window of this much time. Yeah. What I really envy that. I. It exhausts me. We're even watching it. Oh really? Yeah, watching him do it. But even like, oh, we're we're gonna meet up for trivia on Tuesday mm. evening. So I'm gonna see a movie first. And he'll be like, I what movie? And I'm like, oh, that, that is that is an excellent idea, and I wish I could just do that. I can't. 
even imagine doing too stressful that. so stressful now we're all over the place here but one of the things that came up on your i don't know if it was on the podcast or you've been speaking to me about is your inability to relax oh in short bursts in short bursts yeah yeah and yeah, this yeah. concept that you had again uh, that's why i like your podcast because you talk openly and freely about the the minutia yeah. of of your personalities yeah but it's, I've never heard anyone talk about this idea that if you put the washing machine on yes. and it's on a 30-minute cycle, yes. he's like me and you'll go, all right, well, I'm just going to sit here and read right. or whatever yeah. and sit down. But you were like, I need to use this 30-minute yeah. time because it will be interrupted. Is that is that the basis of it? Or yeah, basically, like, I know I'm going to have to act in yeah. half an hour to deal with the washing. Yeah. So what can I get done? I have to do chores in that half an hour. I can't relax for that time because it's not long enough to ease into the relaxing. Okay. Yeah. So that's an issue you have is the yeah. the transition into relaxing. Yes. Yes. Okay. I need a, a set period of time where I don't feel I can relax. Do you, have, do you know what the set period of time I, or is it depending on... I think I need two hours or more. Two hours or more. Of, and if there's less than two hours between things, yeah. my instinct is to just do stuff. To fill that space. Yeah. So where is the, is there a peak relax time? Like you just say, it's like you have three hour, three hour window. Does it take you a long time to get into a state of relaxation and then come out of it again? Almost like anesthetic? No, if I know I have the time, I can engage in it quite easily. Right. I've never heard of anyone talk about relaxation. My ideal <laughs> in a weekend yeah. is a whole day. A whole day of nothing? Yes. But I, but mean, I don't get that every weekend. No, no. Yeah. So you just block out time? Yes. So I'm not available. No. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And I've started being honest with friends. People used to be like, oh, are you free? You know, are you free Sunday? I'd like to catch up. Yeah. And I would make an excuse and pretend I'm busy. But now I just go, I'd also really like to catch up, but I need downtime on Sunday. Right, right, right. Is there a different day? Can we do a dinner on during the week? That sounds pretty healthy though. Yeah. And people never respond. They're always never yeah. are annoyed. They're like, that makes sense. Yeah, because who wants to say, nah, come on, put... put Push it. Yeah. Push it further. Fry, I, it, fry yourself a little more. I don't keep the people around who would push it. No, I no. guess not. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, why would why would you want to push that? Huh. I don't know. Well, mm, I think people who have pushed it in the past yeah. sometimes take offense because it makes it sound like they are a burden. Gotcha. Like, oh... I actually don't want to spend time with you right, is what right, they right. hear yeah. rather than I'd like to spend time with you, but I also need alone time. They hear I'd rather spend time with myself rather than, than you, you yeah. which is kind of true, but it's not, they're but, taking it in a different way. Yes. yes. Yeah. I need to take time to myself. Yeah. It's different. To, I'm choosing but, me over you. Yeah. They hear it as no. You which are. is fine, mm -hmm. but people get upset by it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's all right. But yeah, managing your relaxation time. Yes. That was a kind of new but did you listen to the bit where I came up with the solution? I did, but I can't remember that now. Oh, the solution is feet off the floor. Oh yes, your feet off the floor thing. You can do that was from yeah. from the from your um, school, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a where school habit. Where you could habit. do anything. Yeah, as long as it was silent and your feet weren't on the floor. What a great idea! Yeah, so I have hacked it, and uh -huh. I can now relax in short bursts by scheduling the burst in. Okay. To my diary, physically writing it in. Yeah. And planning for feet off the floor time. Right. And what's your favorite way to do that? Sometimes I just sit with an animal on me. I was going to say, you, yeah. you seem very 
You're very good at sitting. Yep, I just sit with an animal or lie on the ground with an animal, technically on the floor. But. Yeah, and no one's coming around. No, with it saying sorry, so you're on the floor. You're on the floor. You've yeah. ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. That sounds pretty nice. So that's pretty nice. Um, or just sitting outside with a book mm-hmm. um, is also good with an animal. Anytime I'm covered in animals, I'm happy. <laughs> just so ha- My favorite thing at the farm is to lie on the floor yeah. of the farmhouse and have the three dogs, two of them sitting on me and one of them sort of sniffing around me and just lie. Why do you think that is? What is it about... I know it's an, it seems an obvious question, but what does it do for you? Does it instantly lower your heart rate? Does it... It just makes me happy. Yeah. I just feel happy. I like lying on the floor because... I feel like I'm not fighting gravity as mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I do that here sometimes. Uh, it's, a nice, it's a nice feeling. And then the animals are just <laughs> joyous. Yeah. yeah they're, they're just lovely. Their expectations of you yeah. are sit here. Yeah. Go. And if what you've done is lie down and they've come over to you, that's bonus because they've chosen you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, uh, that's the one, only issue I have with our lovely cat is that Floof. He doesn't often... You have to get him. Although we have to wait. Yeah, you have to get him. You have to wait until it gets colder, I think. I think, yeah. He's so shaggy that he Cats gets have too hot. S- snuggle weather. Yeah. But my cat, when it's really hot and I put the air conditioning on, he becomes snuggly. Oh, right. It's chilly. Yes. He finds it cold. He gets too cold. He wants to snuggle. He's so, he's so like, you know, sensitive to the cold. He's so sensitive. He's like an old, an old lady. I know. Need he's so him. fluffy and yeah. fat. He shouldn't be. No. Poppy's sensitive to the cold. Right. She was in croissant mode, which is where they sort of roll yep, around yep. on themselves yep. this morning because it was too cold. Yeah, it, was, it is pretty cold this morning. Yeah, it was the only time the floof was up on mm. my makeshift bed on the lounge. He was sitting up on that no. when I woke up. And I was like, you could have... You could have snuggled. snuggled. No, no. It's not, a, not a big snuggle. He's happy to be picked up and like yeah. literally carried around like a grain of a bag of flour or something. Yes. Just chuck it over well, his shoulder and wander around with him. We had a cat when I was a child called Luggage, and that is why. Because well, you could toss her around like a piece of luggage. Great name. Yes. What was her name previously? I, I th- think she'd always been named Luggage. I mean, Luggage is an awesome name for she a cat. She came with the farm. Right. And Oh, okay. And her kittens. Her mm-hmm. and her kittens came with the farm. So my parents moved in and they were like... You don't mind if we leave a cat here, do you? Because <laughs> that on the real estate brochure? It comes with a cat. The owners. It was a half-built oh. house, but we'll throw the cats in. That's amazing. <laughs> Far out. So we had uh, luggage, Milo, and Borgia. Like Lucretia Borgia? Yes. That's incredible. My parents had Borgia and Bushka when they were together before me. Far out. There's some good names. Some yeah. good named cats. I can't wait to tell Noelle that you Bushka had a cat was my mum's. Luggage. And Borgia was my dad's. Because oh, right. Borgia hated everyone. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. poison people? What's yeah. going on she here? She just looked at people like <laughs> death glares. <laughs> what a champion. Wow. Oh, comes with the personality. All right. So I, I've written down a question here. Yes, do it. And the question Shoot. is, coming from listening to your stories on Report Back, what the hell was going on in your town when you were at school? <laughs> Like, what is going on? We have these stories and people just do not believe them because they're too weird. Yes, they are incredibly... They're um, so weird. Like, every time... I mean, just from your stories, it just sounds like anytime there's a school trip slash excursion... Shenanigans. Shenanigans occurs. Shenanigans galore. Student shenanigans, teacher shenanigans. Yes. I think (laughs) that... 
do you know what? I think it was just one of those schools where everything was in perspective, right? And so a certain level of shenanigans is healthy and fine and whatever. Yeah. And everyone's safe and happy and it's fine. I guess so. It'll all work out in the end. I, I encourage people to go and listen. I won't. I don't want to go over the stories. It's a real she'll be right mentality. But I, some of the stories aren't she'll be right. <laughs> you know, like the the draft was it debate camp debate camp on? yes debate camp where we got forgotten down the coast that is not a she'll be right story but we were fine it's <laughs> not like we started hitchhiking our way up the mountain I know, we were fine i cannot i just cannot imagine being a parent of a child i mean like has anyone collected my, our kid from the coast from two, the, i mean the parents two hours away? were mad they are well someone will they're they're, they're on their way. We definitely sent someone. Yeah. He left here to go pick them up. But he... he never he arrived. He never arrived. Yeah. It's no that, phone reception. That story is madness. Like, yeah. Of just, just forgot. And, and then the second person who got sent had to rescue a wombat. Yeah. And that was important. Yeah. And that was more important. So I, what I was obsessed with was like the story is incredible. But like what at any stage were you panicked? concerned or was it you were able to contact the school and well i think we were pretty or was it the adults surrounding you like the people at the camp the people staff were like yeah so the camp was just in a motel right you know when you're almost in bateman's bay yeah it was sort of there right in the forests right it was in a motel and the staff (laughs) the staff were really panicked because i don't think they realized we'd been left unsupervised without a teacher yeah. At all. They just assumed one of the adults was ours. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You and would. that we would exit with the adults. And so when we were just left behind, they were a little bit panicked that we hadn't been supervised the whole time. Yeah. And we were going, no, someone's definitely going to come pick us up. They were increasingly panicked. Yeah. <laughs> they had a tennis court. We just played tennis for hours and hours and hours. We had no food except my muesli bar um, that I'd packed. I was mainly... I was mainly upset because I knew my parents would be stressed and upset. Right, yeah. And I would have to hear about it. Yeah. Even though it was nothing to do with me. Like, I just knew my dad would be fuming. Yeah. And he'd be really annoyed, and he was, rightly so. So I was mainly just annoyed about that. I was a little bit chuffed because I had a big fat crush on one of the boys on debate camp. Right, right, So it was right. just quality time. Excellent. As far as I was concerned. Yeah, and a fun story and a shared experience. Yeah. And I've seen enough movies to know, like, these kind yeah, of shared yeah. experiences lead to romance. Absolutely. <laughs> Which it did, but not until second year uni. Right. Yeah. Was it one of those things where he told you, I liked you back then, and you were like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, why yeah. Why are children so, why are we so awkward at yeah, that age? He, yeah, um, he took me for lunch, and we kissed. And I said, at what point during lunch did you decide to kiss me? And he said, well, I actually wanted to kiss you in 2008 oh. on the way back from Forgot. debate camp. <laughs> what a so line. so annoying, isn't it? What a line. That is a good line. Yeah. But God, that's annoying. That's so much of, of high school of like, oh, I like them. They like me. Yeah, it would have been a bit people... scandalous though because I was in year eight and he was in year 10. Oh, scandalous. Mm. I was scandalous. Would you not find that scandalous? I mean... You, you have a, do you have a year eight? Now, now uh, no, I wouldn't find it scandalous. I know that's the way of things. Mm. I remember at school that mm. was constantly mm. every... All the girls in our year that we liked were always going out with the boys. Older boys. Usually two years older. I think three years was pushing it. Yeah. But two years just seemed to be like, well, that's fine. And he was in a bit of a moral dilemma because he had fallen in love with a girl on a piano cruise during the Easter break. 
and they were in a long distance relationship. <laughs> I love how it's like this classic story, yeah. and then as soon as you throw in like, yeah, but he was in love with someone else. And then I have a really good P&O memory. Cruise. <laughs> yeah. You're like, great. Now I know where we are. All right, now we're back in the real world. Yeah. Really makes it real. Yeah, it really helps. Yeah, and then oh yes. Yeah, it was a strange time. I don't know. I feel like it was a strange time in history somehow as well because the whole area had been through like the millennium drought yeah, and it had just broken. Yeah. But that had established a pattern of sort of hopelessness and alcoholism that seemed like that is just how adults were. Like all adults were just right. sad. Yeah. Um, and we thought, because we'd grown up with drought, that it would literally never break. Like we, mm. we just didn't believe that it would ever break. Yeah. And then it did, but I think that the depression and, and awfulness surrounding all of that, yeah, just had everything in perspective and people were like, well, whatever. <laughs> it's like, the kids know, are fine. Kids are fine. It's raining. What are they doing playing tennis? Fine. There's grass. The yeah. cows are fed. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. All right. Well, we might uh, finish up fairly soon. Mm. Even though it's very easy to yes. keep talking, we'll probably just keep talking throughout the day to yes. avoid work. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about um, your love of, I guess, dark humour, <laughs> especially when it comes to your dad. Oh, yeah, my dad. And your joy, it seems, your rel- relish, relishment, is that a term? Yes. Of making people uncomfortable. I think it, you're entitled to, right? Yeah. Um, so did you say you were 16? Do you know what? The thing is, yeah. they're uncomfortable anyway. What do you mean? They're uncomfortable about the death anyway. Right, right, People right. are already uncomfortable yes, yes, about yes, yes, it. Yes. So I don't feel like I'm making it worse. Right. I'm just, I might as well enjoy myself. That's, that's <laughs> just, a good way to look at it. You know, I, it's a strange, yeah. So I was 16 when my dad died. Yeah. And I went through this period at school where, and this happens to kids here and I see it, um, their peers don't know what to do. Yeah. So they avoid the topic at all costs. Absolutely. So things would happen where, you know, at dinner in the boarding house, someone would start to talk about their dad. Right. And other people would like elbow and hush yeah, don't, them. Don't talk about dads. Don't talk about dads. No yeah. one's allowed to talk about dads. Right, right, right. Um, God forbid we talk about sort of cancer or death or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And teachers do this to kids as well. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to content warn this specific kid yeah. because they've got a terminally ill parent. Yeah. And obviously you do the content warning. But what I found, I had one whose mum died while I was teaching him. Yeah. And so she died over the media holidays. And so what I did, because um, I knew the kid, was made the whole next unit gothic right. fiction. So that we could explore death yeah. in the context of the classroom. In a safe space for him a, to... And give the other peers some language right. and things around that. And he lit up like I've, he engaged like I've never seen him engage before. Yeah. He wanted desperately to be allowed to talk about those things. Right. You don't talk about them at home because you're surviving parents. Yes. Like going through unimaginable things. And you're probably doing, like you said, what your peers were doing to you. Yeah. Were you finding that with, you were doing that to your mum? Because I can imagine you would, like, I don't want to make my parents upset. It might not be the case in your... Yeah, you don't, uh, kids definitely don't want to add burden. Yeah, right. I think that's why the ones that have lots going on at home often like coming to school, even if they're not engaging in the work. Yeah, They like right. being at school because it's not a place where yeah. someone's sick or it's not a place where you're mm. a burden. Yeah. Um, so I think children, like all teenagers don't want to be a burden on their parents. They're always aware of whatever the stress is, the financial yeah. stress, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, I mean, she was very upset. I was home for about two weeks, so one week funeral, yeah. next week, and then sort of the school holidays ended and I went back to school. Was, she, that, was that nice for you to go back to school? Like you said, with other students, can you remember? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I'd have wanted to be home doing nothing. Yeah. Like, there wasn't much I could do, right? We'd done all the admin, yep. death min, as death I call min, it. Death yeah. Um, done the funeral, done things like that. I was pretty stoic. I remember making, I reached out to a friend whose mum was the manager at the pub to organise the wake. Mm-hmm. And I organised some pallbearers and did a lot of organisational things, which I enjoyed doing as a form of support. Yeah. But I was not, I was not going to visibly grieve in front of all of these people right. during this time. And I probably didn't for about a year, I yeah. think. Um, whereas mum was in it right there and then. Right. So, I don't know. And then if I saw her, it was on the weekends. And you, you might as well have a nice time. Right. While you see each other. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Have you spoken to her about that time? Like being... I guess, um, while you're at school, I wonder. Probably. I think it's probably. People ask stupid questions, right? Like, we were at a... <laughs> we were at a... I'm looking forward to these. Pub thing, and some of her colleagues were there, and people still go, it's been over 10 years. But, you know, you don't see people mm-hmm. move on. It would be like, we haven't seen each other for 10 years, but yeah. I come up to you and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Juz has died. Yeah. Right, so they do that. They come in and they do that. And then I'm there. One woman just went in with, how old were you? And I was like, 16. And she went, oh, was that hard? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. You say, well, no, because I was 16 and I was Had, having a good time. Like, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Water uh, off a duck's back. Yeah, um, I like boys. It was way better. So I think it's, I think it's come up oh, yeah. um, probably around other people asking questions. Right, right, right. Um, but I... <laughs> I remember the day that she came to get me mm-hmm. and I remember, like, I remember all, like, really vividly everything that happened. So I was brushing my teeth. I'd been mentally rehearsing that day for yeah. a long time, sort of, which teacher would come. Yeah, I remember like, you I, saying, you know, imagine being in class. And, and so um, I heard... Main character. <laughs> I heard Mrs. Buick, who was mm-hmm. the kind of head of boarding. Yeah. And that was her role. Um, and she had different coloured specks for every day of the week that matched her pashmina always. Wow. She had a range of coloured specks. And she had a dog called Fudge that was always with her, little Jack Russell, geriatric Jack Russell Fudge. And I heard her come and ask our house mistress where I was. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew immediately. I was like, I'll finish brushing my teeth. Um, And then I went and out, and they were like, oh, so sorry, Dad's died, whatever, hugged me. And I was like, oh, I've just got to pack a bag now. Um... I, and they were like, do you want to take a support person to the nurse while you wait for your mum? And I was like, well, I guess so. Um, and I took my friend Lyrida and another girl from the same town as me, her granddad had died the same night. So her and her sisters were all in there and we we're all in like the death pickup waiting room wow. together. Yep. And they felt inferior because their death was not as significant as my death. Um, and they were like, you have to eat something. So I had a piece of toast. My aunt and my mum came to get me. We stopped in Goulburn on the way home. Mum was beside herself, probably full of Valium. I don't know. Clearly hadn't slept. Yeah. And we got gelato for lunch. Right. Because fuck it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, <laughs> of all days. And then that yeah. night, 
I was like, mm, well, my friends are going to a movie. Yeah. Can I go? And I fully expected mum to say no. Yeah. And my mum and my granddad were like, sure. Yeah. Go to a movie. Like, and that was the, I think that is the nicest thing you can do for someone who's just been bereaved is do the normal things. Yeah. Or make it an option yeah. to be normal. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's a good point. I think. Even if they reject it, yeah. make it clear it's an, it's still an option to go about your life. Yeah. And do fun things. So we went to the movies. Yeah, it's your choice. Yeah. But it's all that is often the way we 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 do sort of go over the top with that mm. and say, "Well, I don't want to mm. Don't talk about it. Like you mm. said, don't talk about dads because mm. that might upset you mm. rather than allow you to have the choice to be upset. Mm. Or if I bring up the topic, then you have the choice mm. to not talk about it rather mm. than I oh, would we'll just wait for them. Yeah. That's sort of the. Yeah. And then if you, if you make again, it. That's about me, not you. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So I won't talk about it. If you make it the bereaved person's job, that's kind yes. of more labor for them. Like that's they're, right. Yeah. They're operating, trying not to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just got to a certain point where I realized people are uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. Let's have some fun with it. <laughs> like, we might as well yeah. enjoy the discomfort. Do you remember, like, favorite moments of of things you've said or... Uh, I, re- I really like my favorite one is always that my dad's really easy to buy for on Father's Day. <laughs> um, someone... What, what was one recently... Someone, someone was like, they, they said something that sort of implied, um, maybe my dad could come around and help me fix something. And I was like, that'd be quite a shock. (laughs) And all of my friends got it and the new person didn't. And they kept pushing, like they could have moved on, but they kept pushing. And I was like, "Mm, well, you know, from beyond the grave, I don't know. He was pretty handy, but... And then they finally sank in. And the, the thing about it is that it's a shock for them and it's not a shock for me. Yeah. Um, yeah right. So they always feel worse than I do. Yeah. And I always just say that. I'm like, it's it's okay. You feel worse than I do right now. I promise. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but I did it to a kid the other day. What did I do? Um, oh, she was talking about her. She was asking if smoking is hereditary, like liking smoking. Right. I was like, I don't really know. And she was like, because my dad smoked and my mum smokes. And I didn't pick up on the... I assumed her dad had since finished smoking, but he'd actually just died. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. And she was like, yeah. Um, I didn't know about that until recently. And I was like, oh, he's done a really good job hiding that from you. And she was like, not really. He just died <laughs> when I was eight. Right. That was a good way of, of was like, Oh, you. man. <laughs> I've done it now. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But it was fine. Um, so, yeah, I think that... Also, my dad liked dark humour, so it feels like honouring him. I, I have a clear memory, and I cannot remember what the person said. But I do remember saying something to someone at a party, mm. and their response was like, oh, that's like my... It's because he died or... That's yeah. Like, and I laughed. Yeah. And I, yeah. just my first reaction. And then it I is like, funny. Because right, humor is was, just that was sub- pretty funny. subverting expectations. Yeah. And like, that's what it is. It was just like a shock of like the laughter. Yeah. Coming out. Just like, like ah, should I have laughed at that? Yeah. Messed up. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, just like, oh, that was... The timing. You, yeah, it's, it's all down that I cannot... Timing is undefeated. And you get really it, good at it. It doesn't matter 
who what it's about it doesn't matter how dark the humor is yeah. i will laugh immediately if the timing is good it can be the worst yes moment of, absolutely and you're like the mm. thing you absolutely shouldn't have laughed at yeah. but if the delivery is spot on yeah it's so good yeah yeah sometimes that's Yes. Anyway, we won't go into that. Anyway, I do think, you know, humour is a way of normalising something and showing people that you're okay talking about it as well. Yeah. So that's probably part of the... Yeah, absolutely. Part of the shtick. <laughs> Here's my shtick. Part of my shtick. Zoe, do your dead dad shtick. Yeah, do the dead dad stuff. <laughs> Come on. People love that. Yeah, love it. It's that time of the night. <laughs> they either love it or hate it, and that's when Get you know a, it's good, a right? A tight five, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your best five. All right, well, if you want to listen to more of that, Yes. If you want to listen um, to Zoe's Dad 5 on a dead dad, listen report to, back. Listen to Podcast. Report Back. Find it on everything. It's a little chaotic, but we're getting into our And groove. it's on Insta. It is. We are on Insta, Report mm-hmm. Back, and we're on all of the things. And the most recent episode was an extensive review of Magic Mike it, 3. It was, a, it was a review of Magic Mike 3. And um, the events leading up to it. My God. I don't know. Going on, Going somewhere with the two of you sounds stressful. No, it's so fun. Is it always, like, there's always events? There's always moments happening? I think and... there are always moments in life, but we notice different aspects of the moments, and then when you put them together, it's always a fun story. <laughs> that's all. Oh, that's a good way to finish. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. Though. We should do some work. Nah.